Again, my name is Jeanette Wu Chichen. I'm the Director of Enrollment Management and Community Engagement. And I'm excited to be here tonight with some Marlboro graduates who are here to share with you their experiences um, graduating from Marlboro into college and beyond and how their Marlboro education impacted and has impacted their lives. So again, you were so great in sending us questions. What we did is we took the ones that showed up most frequently, whittled them down to about 10 or 12, and we're gonna start with those tonight. If we get to the end of this, this webinar and you feel like, shoot, there's a question that I wanted to ask, always, always, always feel welcome to email us at, at, Marlboro, at admissions at marlboro.org. Okay, so with that, I'm gonna ask my friends to introduce themselves starting with Lindsay. Hi everyone, my name is Lindsay. Um, I graduated from Marlboro in 2007, um, went to college at Harvard where I majored in government with a minor in economics. Um, thought I wanted to change the world, so I went off to DC, um, worked on the Hill for a little bit, worked on the private side, um, decided that that life wasn't necessarily for me and I missed my family back home in LA. Um, so now I work as a director of portfolio management for a commercial real estate development firm. Thanks, Lindsay. Emily. Hi, everyone. I'm Emily. I graduated Marlboro in 2013. I went to the University of Pennsylvania, um, where I majored in economics and minored in Spanish. Um, after Penn, I did a couple of years in investment banking in New York because I had no idea what I wanted to do. And that's what most Penn grads have no idea what they want to do end up doing. Um, but then realized, similar to Lindsay, that I wanted to be closer to home. And so a couple of years ago, I moved back to LA and now I do content strategy for Netflix. Thanks, Lindsay. Sydney. Hi, I'm Sydney. I graduated Marlboro in 2016 and then went to Duke University and majored in public policy with minors in political science and sociology. Um, and I graduated in 2020, so now I live in Chicago and I'm a project manager for the distribution operation for a supply company. Thanks, Sydney. Ryan. Hi, I'm Ryan. I graduated in 2011. Um, I then went to Carleton College where I majored in physics. Um, and then also didn't know what I wanted to do. So I took a stint in portfolio risk management. Still couldn't tell you exactly what that is. Um, and then went to grad school for biomedical engineering. Still wasn't in that, the field that I wanted to be in. Um, and so um, about four years ago, started teaching and now I'm a high school science teacher. Thanks, Ryan. Alex? Hi, I'm Alex or Alexandria. I graduated Marlboro in 2003. I went to Georgetown University um, and I majored in, I did a double major in international government and economics. Um, I also had no idea what I wanted to do after school. So I spent a couple of years in fashion um, and then I got into real estate and now I am a commercial real estate investment advisor and I manage portfolios. Thanks, Alex. And finally, Talia. Hi, I am Talia. I was class of 2009 at Marlboro. I went on to Berkeley, go Bears, uh, where I studied business at the Walter A. School of Business. Um, I also played basketball there. And then afterwards, I was interested in the business world. I interned at Nike, but I went on to play professional basketball from 2013 until uh, I took an emergency flight home on March 13th, 2020 from Poland when uh, before the border closed. And 
uh, now, between then and now, I found myself at USC School of Cinematic Arts, and I am a new screenwriter, and I'm just, uh, just pitched a short film today. So that's where I am. Congratulations, Ty. <clears throat> okay, so we're gonna start with your Marvel experiences. Um, the first question I have is, you know, we talk so much about friends for life, right? So how would you describe your Marlboro friends? Um, um, my Marlboro friends are definitely more like sisters to me. Um, and although I may not speak to them, you know, on a daily or even weekly basis, um, they are definitely the ones who I relate to and are closest to out of any friendship relationships that I had um, in my adolescent years. And I think, you know, just during those pivotal years of seventh through 12th grade, um, you really form a bond that is, is unique um, and unlike anything else. Yeah, I mean, I celebrated my 32nd birthday, oh my gosh, um, last month. And five of the people at the table for 15 were Marlboro girls. Um, so they really are my friends for life. And you know, being around so many women who are so accomplished and successful and thoughtful and kind and intelligent, it just pushes me to be a better person. And I appreciate that about my Marlboro friends. Yeah, I can emphasize the fact that my Marlboro friends are definitely very close to my heart, um, especially, you know, the ones that I do talk to on a weekly basis, daily basis, but even the ones that um, I don't see as often or like haven't talked to one-on-one -on -one. like one of them just ran the LA marathon and I saw a bunch of Marlboro girls like comment below like congrats and it was just a really great thing to see and I joined in and so um, just to know that we're all bonded by a similar experience and and felt that um, connected to each other is pretty special. I'll just echo what everyone has already said and say, you know, my Marlboro friends really are, I think, my closest friends. Um, I talk to them almost every day. I wanted to move back to LA to be close to my family, but also in a large part to be close to my friends who, who feel like family to me after all of these years. Um, and now that I'm, you know, back in LA, even, you know, the Marlboro girls who I hadn't kept up with as much over the years. Now that we're all in the same city, it's been nice to reconnect. And you can, you always know that even if you haven't talked for several years, you have that shared experience and that bond. And so it's very easy to, um, to reconnect and, and find your tribe again. Yeah, my Marlboro friends are definitely my most strong-willed friends who really inspire me to keep going. Everyone's always, you know, shifting, you know, now that I am, what, 12, 12 years removed. It's like everyone has been in so many different phases and they've all been excellent phases just different because I think Marlboro really equips you well to just pivot and move to whatever you have your eyes set on now so I'm never surprised or shocked when uh, a Marlboro person's like yeah I'm saving the world now and then on the weekends I do this I'm like of course on brand <laughs> are there are there specific adjectives you'd use to describe Marlboro graduates either close friends or when you run into one and you're like, oh, we both went to Marlboro. I would say Marlboro girls tend to be more confident um, in themselves than, than other women. And I want to say like, not only confident in themselves to like save the world or, um, you know, do something huge, but also confident to say like, I don't know what's going on and I need help and like recognize, um, when when something isn't isn't right and be okay with being like hold on something's wrong 
I would say they are solution oriented. Um, we are, you know, we all are going to face problems or struggles, but I think as a whole, we, um, our mindset allows us to refocus and strategize well to find solutions. Lindsay, were you going to say something? I look like you were going to. Oh, no, I just had a small little anecdote. One of my good friends, he, you know, he went to Notre Dame. He could not go to Marlboro, but he said, you know, if I have a daughter, I want her to be a Marlboro girl because all the Marlboro girls I know are Marlboro girls. And I was like, oh God, what does that even mean? Um, and he was saying that, you know, there's just something about us as women. And I think it's the confidence thing Ryan was talking about. Um, that's different than a lot of the other you know, people we've met later on in life. Nice. Okay. We also talk a lot about the relationship that's, relationships that you have with teachers. So think back to your time. And is there a teacher who had an influence on you even beyond graduation? Yeah, absolutely. I was very close with it was actually my teacher of my very first class ever at Marlboro, first period on that first day. Um, <laughs> Miss Rosie, she's Miss Rosie Mitchell now, but she was a Spanish teacher. Um, and we just, you know, it was her first year at Marlboro when I started. So we were new together and we just really bonded. And I stayed close with her throughout my time at Marlboro. And then, you know, beyond, she's someone that I've kept in touch with. That's why, partly why I minored in Spanish in college to make her proud. And also so that I wouldn't lose my Spanish skills, which she would, you know, shame me for. Um, and then since then, you know, we've, we've stayed in touch um, and connected and it's nice to just hear what's going. She keeps me updated on what's going on at Marlboro. Um, and it's just nice to have someone who's seen you from when, you know, you were 12 years old and really understands you. Um, on a very personal level, it's another person to just, you know, go to for advice or to talk to. I can go. Um, so a teacher that has stuck with me um, has been Dr. Reinholtz. Um, I took art history and Spanish language, cor language courses um, with him, but I think something that just stuck with me, I, I've kept in touch over the years. It's not like we talk too often, but, um, but something that I did learn from him that's like stuck with me is um, appreciating nuance and kind of critically thinking and those things have, um, I can just like find myself thinking about historical events or things that are happening in the world and understanding that a lot of the way that I am able to like interpret that expansively or um, in depth is, is really due to uh, the conversations and, and kind of mindset that he, um, he taught. Nice. Okay. So, oh, Ryan, sorry. Were you going to add to that? Oh, I was going to, so not someone who I necessarily keep in touch with much, but also my first teacher on my first day at Marlboro um, was Miss Mendoza. And she's our, one of our history teachers. And I do not see myself as someone who thrives in history. I'm terrible at memorizing dates and names. Um, but she really pushed me to kind of be my best self in history and um, really pushed, ended up pushing me to take some AP history classes that I would never have thought I could do. Um, and I ended up doing really well in them because of her guidance and, and her support. Thanks, Ryan. All right. It just so happens that you all played sports when you were at Marlboro, right? All athletes. Talk about that experience being at a girls' school. 
it was it was so fun you know I know I played basketball uh Lindsay my teammate for many years and we were really good we were really successful you know uh several CIF <laughs> championships and state championships because that's what matters you know um and we were really good and like our the confidence and swagger that we had it was instilled in the classroom we also took to the court you know and just how we were methodical about things like I said just from our own academic brain we kind of translated that to even the basketball court and how we practiced and how we played against other teams who'd underestimate us. They're like, who is this all girls private school? And we're like, okay, like, in you know, we went to every neighborhood in LA and beat everybody. So um, the, the best thing was how the, how the school rallied around us. And that's something early that um, the school talked about when I was coming in that like, there is no football team to compete with. You are the quarterback, you know? Uh, so any team that was doing well, we weren't competing with men. So like, it was our, our fellow like sisters and friends who were like, our impromptu cheerleaders and coming up with dance choreography at, at halftime and making our playlist and mixtape. It was just so, it was so fun. And it was like the, like the, the reason why you play sports and the reason why you go to competitions. Like it was like the purest form of that, which made a lot of high pressure situations that we were in didn't feel like it. It was like, okay, we're in Sacramento playing at the King stadium and uh, we're going to win states. Like it was just very like nonchalant and great, you know? <laughs> Yeah, for me, um, my experience as an athlete, I was on the swim team, um, I think changed a lot throughout the course of my time there. When I got to Marlboro in seventh grade, the athletic program wasn't that strong. Um, we had a couple of good teams, but not that many. My class ushered in a lot of um, sort of like, I think, I don't want to use the word. Okay. But we, we my class had I think the best athletes <laughs> across the board. And so we changed the athletic program um, and where people started focusing more on sports. And it was really fun to see the school rally around sports of, of from everything from volleyball and tennis to basketball, swimming, soccer. Um, I mean, every sport across the board. My class was the first to get letterman jackets um, and spirit day at school, it just turned into this really big thing. And, and people used to always ask me, well, how can you guys have, you know, a strong sort of athletic support system, or, um, you guys don't have cheerleaders, you guys don't have a football team, you guys don't have a homecoming. I'm like, we didn't need it. You know, the, the sort of like the character of the athletic program took on its own life. And I think that was really unique to Marlboro because the all girls school sports experience is, is drastically different, but it didn't feel like the other all girls schools. So it didn't feel like a lot of our, of the other smaller independent all girls schools that we competed against. And it was very, you know, it was very competitive um, and we loved winning and we loved adding to those banners on the wall that hadn't had a championship since the eighties or nineties. Um, and so it was really fun to watch the program grow. Thanks. Okay. And what's your favorite Marlboro tradition? <laughs> Did you see my reaction? <laughs> I was trying to figure out. Um, I, I love all of them. Um, I will say, oh, you put me on the spot and I feel like I'm going to choose one that like I, I do love. I'm just going to pick one because it's, it's honestly getting too hard. Um, I think mascot is one of my favorite ones. Um, I think the class getting to just like being a senior class and being together and making this decision. And then you get to kind of see your mascot come through all of like the senior events. So, you know, the tea, like the mascots, like the centerpiece or something. And then 
um, and you know the, the well, I don't know, and just like different trips at the end of the year or like different events. Um, I don't know what is still going on or what's still possible, but just seeing that as a representation of you know the values and um, kind of spirit of the class is was a, one of the favorite for mine. Sydney, what was your mascot? Um, it was Russell from Up. Oh, yeah, do you remember <laughs> yours? Uh, ours was a cat in the hat. I still have oh. a shirt. Um, Lindsay, do you remember? Ours was Rafiki. Sweet. Emily, do you remember yours? Yeah, ours was Lilo and Stitch. Ryan? Ours was Wally. <laughs> Alex? I think ours was the Pink Panther, and I'm actually owed the mascot because it's supposed to go to the first girl who gets married, and that was me. So oh. I'm owed it. And yeah, I still want it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any other traditions that come to mind that you love? I love the Halloween parade. Oh my gosh, the parade. That's what I was gonna so say. Because, like I said, Marlboro Girls, we go out for everything. Whatever it is, it's like I'm going to do the most, you know? And so some of these costumes, like it wasn't Party City, it was like elaborate. And it was one of the few times we got really competitive between classes, you know, like especially seniors and juniors and doing little like safe, harmless pranks and stuff. So. The, the, and, and the teachers got involved, you know, a lot of them paired up and did stuff. So I, I loved the Halloween, uh, uh, yeah, parade. It was a good time. Emily, do you have one? It's so hard to choose one, um, but I'll sort of do a, a fake one, which is, you know, my class on the last, I think I'll just take credit. I think my class started this tradition. I think it's still happening. <laughs> um, but on the last day of classes, uh, for the seniors at least, um, we all as a class jumped into the pool on the last day of classes. And that was just like, this. it was very, it wasn't planned. We were spontaneous. It came from our hearts. So we were the first, um, but it was just a very fun way to celebrate. Um, and it was just an exciting like capstone to, to your year. Um, and I think they're still doing it, which makes me very happy. Yep, they still are. Ryan, other than Pumpkin Day, do you have another one? I was also going to say Spirit Day um, was a ton of fun. Again, like that competitive nature, but like not any, it's like not academic competition. It's like who can make the most ridiculous Spirit Day dance or like get in whatever themed attire was that day. It was just so much fun to have that like very fun, silly um, atmosphere on campus. You're right. That's a, that is really fun. Okay. So there are a lot of questions that came in about transitions. So transitioning to college, right? Academically, transitioning to a co-ed environment, which I think all of you did. Um, talk about that transition. How did that feel? To me, it felt very natural. I think it's a transition that gets hyped up a lot for people who went to girls' schools of what will it feel like when you're in a co-ed college environment and there are boys in the classroom and will you know how to interact? And it didn't, I honestly couldn't even have told you what it felt like after that first day of classes because I didn't even notice. I think if anything, what Marlboro gave me was just like that ability to not notice who else was in the classroom with me and just focus on the actual learning experience. What I cared about was what I was learning um, and what I was being taught and how much I was taking that in and enjoying that. And I didn't pay attention to who else was in the room with me. 
Um, and so it honestly never crossed my mind and all of the, you know, social interaction, all of that happens, you know, when you're in high school, you have a social life outside of high school. So that happened while I was at Marlboro and it felt the same in college and in the classroom I didn't, I was the same way I had been in high school, which is I was really focused on, on learning. And I think that if anything was the real gift that, that Marlboro gave me. Yeah, I echo what Emily said. I didn't really even think about how it was different, it just was. Um, and as it relates to, you know, workload and homework and that kind of stuff, high school was hard. And like Talia can attest to this, but like having to go to J period at 6 a.m., like working out before class and then a whole day's worth of class. And then maybe you have afternoon practice and then having to go home and like do more homework. That's crazy compared to like what we were doing in college. I had all kinds of time in college to do all kinds of things. Um, so I think Marlboro prepared me really well to succeed, you know, post high school. Yeah, I just wanna echo what Lindsay said. Um, I think especially because we were all athletes, so maybe we're coming from a different perspective, but my time at Marlboro was definitely more um, demanding, um, more challenging, but it was great because you had the support system of your school, your family, your parents to go home to. But I know for me, um, you know, I had swim practice every morning at 4.45 in Pasadena and I live near Hancock Park. So I'd go to swim practice from 4.45 to 7, 7 o'clock, make it back when class, I don't know what time class starts now, but class started at 7.50 at the time. I'd go to school from 7.50 to 2.30. I'd work out with the swim team at Marlboro if they were in season for an hour. And if not, I just go straight back to Pasadena for my afternoon practice, um, come home to, you know, AP homework and, and, you know, and didn't think twice about it and could pull an all nighter like it was nothing. But when I got to college, I noticed that I was overprepared and that sort of that stress that was I was put under in high school, it was in a bubble. It was an artificial type of stress, um, you know, not an independent type of stress where we're paying bills or anything like that. Um, and so when I went to college, I remember my roommate stressing about having to write a 20 page paper that was due in, I think, two weeks. And I literally didn't start the paper till the night before. Um, because I knew how to bust out 20 pages and still get an A. Um, and so I think, you know, while that might not be for everyone, Marlboro really gives you the tools to work under pressure, um, to be able to juggle things and manage your time well, and to prioritize the things that you need to and want to, and still just, you know, and be productive in everything that you do. And so when I got to college and had the freedom to be on my own and, and make choices and say, do I want to write tonight? Or do I want to go out with my friends? You, you learn how to prioritize and you learn how to step back when you need to take care of business. And you learn how to like put pedal to the metal when it's time to work and, and do well and succeed and, and not be distracted. Like some, you know, that your daughters might, you know, come other type of people that your daughters might come across because they just know how to balance their time and, and really, you know, work through those situations. Alex, Alex is so great. I love Alex. Um, yeah. And, and, um, I knew how to learn. Like one thing that you learn early at Marlboro, whether you start seventh or ninth, they, whenever you're new, they really make sure you're knowing how to learn, how to study in a way that works for, yes, the curriculum and the, and the system, but also for you. And so by the time I was at Berkeley, I knew my pacing for how many hundred pages and 
when I need to study in a library versus when I study outside, when I can do homework with people versus when I need to be like kind of siloed and individual. So I knew my, my learning language. A lot of my friends from high school who went to high schools where they just show up and get an A, but I had already been in that college rigorous, like of like, okay, where are my strong subjects? What are the subjects that need more time? And especially the writing, Alex said, I had a professor where every week we had to read, like read something and do like a six page essay. And I just assumed it was single space for the entire semester. And then I had saw my friend's papers and they were all a double spaced. And I was like, wait, and I told my professor, I was like, why didn't you, like, I needed that time. Why didn't you tell me that they were double spaced? And they were like, honestly, I just loved your writing so much. I didn't want to tell you. I just thought you were trying to be an overachiever. And I was like, I was not. I just, I thought that every week. And so I basically did like a dissertation throughout the class, <laughs> you know, and it didn't, it wasn't weird for me because I had been demanded that, you know, in high school. And another thing, Marlboro, like the girls are really well socialized, like in the classroom and in life because of the confidence they instill in you. And when you are good internally, it doesn't matter where you are externally. So on the weekends, we had really healthy relationships with our friends um, from co-ed schools and from all boys schools because we had a healthy sense of self. So there was no one who intimidated us or made us feel less than, nor did we think we were better than anyone. It was like a healthy way of seeing humanity, honestly. Like we were just like, Marlboro really does, um, unlike a lot of schools, make sure you're a good person. Like that, that seems really cheesy, but it's like, a lot of them are, a lot of the girls are good, good people. So then going to college and being able to be around a lot of people and have friends and have boys who want to be around you and girls who want to be around you. College, I was able to say no and yes to things because I was confident in people in relationship I can build and knowing that would be there for me tonight or next week. You know, like it, I wasn't pressed to be like, I got invited to this party by the fall player and I have to go. I was all like, well, maybe, <laughs> you know, like I, we're not like striving for attention from people because we get such a healthy community where we see that uh, affirmation validation in yourself first. Kelly, I liked what you said, um, dissertation, because definitely along the workload management part of school, um, I remember like getting my final assignments and it's like, oh, this is like, this is the page count you want? Like, are you sure? <laughs> it's not any longer. It's not a full dissertation. Um, so yeah, it was a pro it was like, it was understandable and I was used to the work part in that way. And so it was like, I knew what I was good at, but I think also Marlboro taught me how to point out what I need development in um, and taking ownership in that. So approaching teachers when I need help or um, if like, you know, the study um, style that I'm going for or like I tried out for that first exam clearly wasn't working. Like what did they recommend? And um, going to school, I was not nervous about reaching out to a professor <laughs> um, as, as some might. I was like, I don't know if you're doing research you might be but I also need help from you so that's that's we're gonna sit here and talk about it um and if I have to knock on your door for office hours as much as I need to I will um but it like it kind of that experience at Marlboro and going to school really made that less of a wall and I just like went up to professors after um lectures or to their offices and and also had a sense of what to ask them like what I needed help for to make that time more productive for, for both of us. Yeah, I, I want to echo what, what Cindy said. And I also want to say that like, we talk about the amount of stress and stuff that we were doing while we were at Marlboro um, and how like it made it easier when we got to a less stressful environment in college. But what I want to also emphasize while we were at Marlboro was the amount of stress that we had was also super supported by our peers and by our teachers and by our coaches. 
um, in a way that really helped me become, um, I was terrible at studying and, and having that support from my, my peers being like, wait, you, you haven't looked over that, the notes for that yet. Or like, you didn't take any notes. Like that might be a problem. Like here, let me help you figure out how to take notes or like, what's the important stuff. Um, or a teacher having like saying like, Hey, like maybe we should meet. Um, but then also teaching me to schedule my own times to meet with a teacher um, or like, oh, I, I probably need notes if I missed a uh, class because of a soccer game. And so I now need to, you know, get that from my peers and, and that support that we got made it so that, and especially I feel like, you know, it was definitely scaffolded support. So we got a lot of support kind of when we first got there and then kind of, it was on, it was up to us to ask for that support so that by the time I got to college, um, and beyond, frankly, um, I'm like very confident in saying, like, I need help. I don't understand what's going on. Um, or turning to someone else and saying like, hey, can I help you with that? Like, is, I, I see that you're, that this is stressing you out and you're struggling with it. And I don't want that, especially, you know, now with students, um, I don't want this to be a stressful thing for you. Um, you know, some stress is good. Lots of stress is bad. And so kind of helping them balance that, that, um, the, the stress and support, um, that, that they need. Yeah. And just to add to what you were saying, I think we all, because we all come to Marlboro from different schools. I, I think we all came in seventh grade, but we all have diff completely different learning styles and different techniques for studying and for learning. And, you know, our schools might've been teaching at different levels, but we all sort of, it's a level playing ground when you get to, to seventh grade. And I know for me, I struggled in the beginning with asking for that help. Um, I didn't like to ask for help. I probably still don't like to ask for help, but I learned. And I remember, um, and I think at the end of seventh grade, my parents put me in Sylvan Learning Center because they weren't that satisfied and, you know, rightfully so with my grades. And they said, you know, this is what you're going to do because you're not going to go to Marlboro. And if you can't ask for help, then we're going to get outside help for you. Um, and I hated it so much going to Sylvan that I made sure that I went back to Marlboro and asked for help from my teachers and realized how easy it was once you just ask because they are so readily available for you at school, but also after school now, obviously through email, but um, you know, they would stay after school, even the ones that had their own families and own kids to assure that, you know, the students understood the material and, you know, kind of went above and beyond. So I think it, it like Ryan was saying, um, it teaches you and puts you in an environment that um, allows you to ask for help in the way that you need to. I love that. Okay, so a quote that I use often of, of Dr. Sands, our head of school, is Marlboro, you're, you're all going to go to college. That's what she says all of our, to all of our students. But, you know, part of Marlboro's role is to help you become your 40-year-old best self. And you've touched on it a little bit, but in what ways, you're not quite there yet, but in what ways do you think Marlboro helped you to become the 40-year-old best selves you will be? I think um, kind of touching on the, the person and the kind of person you are, like um, the head of school and the teachers and the type of parents, amazing parents that put their daughters at Marlboro 
are people who come from a standard of excellence in how you treat other people and what you want to accomplish in the world outside of what a report card says, outside of what your bank account says. So, you know, early on, I was seeing my friends like 12 years old, finding out about some foundation and wanting to raise money the whole school would do. And all of a sudden we have 10,000 a week for a new school being built in South Africa. And that'd be like a weekly, monthly thing and everyone rallying and figuring out with your own, you know, uh, limited resources at at 13, you know, you're like, okay, I I can bake brownies. Let's sell those tomorrow and whatever money we have will go to this. So I just saw the brilliant ways um, young women as young as 12 we're looking at the world and being solution oriented and how you can see this is a problem. You know, this is not equitable. Um, I see my position and my privilege of being able to do something. Let me mobilize other smart, brilliant young women who come from amazing families to figure out how we can make an impact. And um, that really contributed to the person I am now at 30 and how nothing I do, no matter how much money or any kind of endeavor, is it's, ne- it's never more important than people and how I'm gonna feel uh, internally and in my heart and just kind of going with that gut intuition um, of what kind of person I wanna be. You know, they talk about what a Marlboro girl is and a Marlboro girl is not just a GPA and how much money you have. It's it's so much more and, and you can tell when you meet, meet everyone here, like you can just hear everyone's heart just from briefly over the Zoom. Yeah, I think Marlboro instilled in me, you know, this feeling of not being afraid to fail um, because I have such a wonderful support system of you know, people like Talia and like my other friends from high school, but also it's given me you know, the confidence to say, okay, I might not know exactly how to get there, but I'll figure it out because I'm smart. Um, and I think, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that say, oh, you know what? I actually don't know how to get there. So like, whatever, it's fine. But like, we're smart Marlboro girls and we can figure it out because there's no other way to do it other than to figure it out and do it. Yeah, I, oh, go ahead. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, there definitely is a a resourcefulness. And I think Alex was saying solution oriented earlier um, and that like resonated with me. And I think to add to all of, I think those all connect in this idea that um, really believing that you firmly firmly can do it. regardless of like whatever, however difficult, however big the task may be, um, you, there's like a firm understanding that you have the capabilities, you're equipped to do it. Um, and, and I think that has been something that has like been sitting with me, especially at, <coughs> sorry, sorry, like joking, um, at the point in my career that I'm at. Um, I just graduated. I've only been a, like working full-time for a year now. Um, and there's a lot of like things in the corporate world that can be hard. You can like think that, oh, can I actually do it? Um, and I found myself having to remind myself of that. Like I can, um, I think Marlboro gave me the foundation and the experiences I had to, um, to actually navigate all of those experiences that I am now um, and, and bring with me that same kind of confidence and sense of self. Um. At almost 40, I'm, I just turned 36 yesterday. Um, I think that Marlboro prepared me to recognize challenges as an opportunity um, because I think a lot of people, particularly women in our society um, are faced with challenges and it feels more like a wall 
that you can't break through. Whereas I think for Marlboro girls, we look at that challenge as something like that we want to figure out a way to get over or around. Um, and that like everyone else is saying that almost anything is achievable. And when I look at my peers, when I look at my classmates from my year and the years before and after me, I mean, I, I see them doing the most amazing things, you know, running their own companies, you know, juggling family and entrepreneurship, you know, people are astrophysicists, people are making scientific discoveries, people are, you know, working with the Peace Corps in Africa, you know, it just the most incredible things. And I think, um, you know, you don't find that, especially in a class of where my graduating class might've been 94 uh, out of those out of the 93 other girls, I think everyone is doing something phenomenal in some way, um, whether it's running a grassroots organization and or starting a, you know, a nonprofit to running a company. Um, and so, yeah, I think challenges are just an opportunity for growth and, you know, finding more out about yourself. And that's, I think that's my, will be my 40 year old self in a couple of years. And I get those tools from Marlboro without a doubt. Lily, I think you were going to say something before. I'm just going to echo what, you know, everyone has said. You all speak so beautifully. And I think, you know, uh, I agree with everything that has been said. I think what one of the best skills that Marlboro has given me is, you know, a sense of fearlessness in some ways. You know, I'm a very risk averse person, but I'm also afraid of very little because I have this confidence in myself and what I'm capable of. And I've done a lot of hard things in the past and I've achieved them and I've survived them. And so there's very little that scares me. And I can see that, you know, even now in my professional career, there's no opportunity that I think is, you know, too out there to go after or to raise my hand for. And, you know, not a lot of others as particularly women are willing, I think, to take that leap or might feel like it's not their place. Um, but there is very little I'm not willing to stick my neck out for and just put, you know, bet on myself. And that is something that I think I, I learned um, at Marlboro and from all of my classmates, seeing them do that every day as well. Right. Who's going to be your, what's your 40 year old best self? And what did you get from Marlboro? Oh my goodness. I would, I want to echo every, what everyone else is saying. Um, I think my like adjective to add would be like a sense of self-worth um, and not just like I am worth, you know, being able to do something, but also like my progress is worth your time. Um, so again, like that asking that question of like, I don't know how to, um, how to do this task that you're asking me to do, um, but I am worth your time explaining what you want me to do or um, I'm worth your time invest or worth worth you investing um, financially in my startup or I'm I'm worth um, whatever that that piece is. Um, I, I'm, I'm worth it um, and you will be better by investing in me. Um, and I think that that's something that Marlboro girls are confident in their self-worth and then also, have really high self-worth because they keep putting themselves out there. Um, and they keep, you know, they're, 
they have a really good return on your investment using the limited financial uh, lingo that I know. They they do. You you really get a lot out of a Marlboro girl after after interacting with her. Okay. Okay, so that's great. Guess what? Our 45 minutes are up. <laughs> so I want to thank you for being on the call with us tonight. I want to thank our audience. As I said, um, we had so many questions that were submitted and it doesn't mean that it's over. So if you have something else you want to know, you want me to connect with one of these amazing women, I'm happy to do that. Just email us at admissions at Thank you everybody for being with us tonight. Have a great holiday season.